you've three movies at this point, Sydney. You're not paranoid if somebody is following you. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that reinvented podcasting by doing exactly the same thing every other podcast does. I'm Ian Whittington and with me as always is the man who is essentially a low-budget parody of himself, it's Sean Ferrick. Absolutely accurate. The trick is keeping the budget low doesn't necessarily keep the expectations low, but it does make it not my problem. And it, yeah, it also makes it a surefire profit-making machine. <laughs> I mean, like... Everyone should be looking to the Blair Witch Project as to how to make a film. Like, it costs, like, 20 quid on a McDonald's mm-hmm. Happy Meal, and it made, like, $250 million. Exactly. Or Paranormal Activity. Just stick a yeah. really bad camcorder in a room and shut some doors. <laughs> It'll make you a ton of money. Oh, my God! Make it! Make it! It's the wind, <gasps> Katie, for God's sake. My goodness, it is the wind. Um, yes, how you doing, Shawnee? I am good. I am good. Um, I am quite looking forward i've been stewing on this one for a couple of days so i'm quite looking forward to getting into scream 5 but i am good how are you how was your weekend yeah it was good it was all right i've been stewing on multiple movies um um just don't watch don't breathe 2 it's not even going to be in the recommends i'm just telling you not to watch it works works for me yeah i wonder i wonder if we like include here was me i wanted to get rid of the recommends altogether if we include an anti-recommends to save people that's the podcast that is the entire podcast we don't like many movies (laughs) please be aware that is a spoiler for how i'm going to approach scream 5 oh interesting interesting Mm. okay well i'm looking forward to talking about scream 5 let's go to the news the news Um, I only have one bit of news, which could take some unpacking. Um, okay. And that is the now almost believable bit of news that David Tennant might be coming back as Doctor Who. Never happen. N- n- not not as a regular. It won't be the 14th or anything. It's not happening. So he no. will be, I would say he will be back for the 60th. Potentially mm-hmm. will be back for the centenary, which is this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think we talked about this before. I was like, what's that difference? BBC Centenary, Doctor Who 60th next year. Exactly. So, for, oh, totally, I think that'll be that. But no, this is like when, I think, what was it? When Capaldi was leaving. Oh, David Tennant's coming back. When Matt Smith was leaving. Oh, David Tennant's coming back. When David Tennant was leaving. <laughs> oh, but remember that time he regenerated into himself. David Tennant's yeah. coming back. It's like, we get it. He mm-hmm. was a great doctor. We love him. He's not coming back full time. Leave him alone. So the rumour I heard is that if it happens is that he's going to, he'll regenerate, that he will be 14, but there'll be some squiffiness that makes it happen and it will be for like three specials and that's it. It won't be a full season. And then he'll pass the torch on to um, uh, the 15th Doctor pretty quickly. Um, So it's like, it's going to be almost deliberate that he's revisiting an old face and just so happens to be one of the most popular ones. I don't know. I, I, I mean, since the Garfield, Tobey Maguire stuff, I believe everything. Like, this is not impossible. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, but I think they are a bit stuck because if they cast... I, I think they're probably reluctant to cast another woman because they're stupid and they think that Jodie Whittaker was the problem and she wasn't. It was the writing and the companions. Um, and if you go and cast another man, it's almost like almost admitting it was a failed experiment when again it is not it is just the doctor is the doctor so if we're polar opposites i'm convinced it's going to be lydia west it'll be lydia west or tonight miller lydia uh, west lydia west uh, she had oh, you'd know her as soon as you see her she's in all of russell t davies recent things she was in it's a sin she's jill uh she was in stephen moffat's oh, cool. uh, dracula um she was in years and years which is great and more people mm. need to talk about that because it was such a good show. Uh, like, I, I, and she's also just she's fantastic. And yeah, um, I th- that my money is on her. Tania Miller then has already appeared in Doctor Who, which of course means nothing mm-hmm. in terms of Doctor Who. Look at Capaldi. Uh-huh. Um, Capaldi killed uh, the general, and the general regenerated into Tania Miller. 
Um, oh, she's also cool. in The Haunting of Blind Manor. Again, you'd know her as soon as you saw her. Yeah. Both of them, fantastic British actresses, uh, actors, and because I, I, I think I think we've talked about this before. If they don't cast another woman, and I know it's going to seem like, oh, well, it's just token. No, because I think casting a man now is the BBC going, whoops, that's a bit of a mistake. Oh, there is definitely. Oh, we be doing that kind of thing? Yes, but that yeah. doesn't change the fact that for three or four years, the Doctor was a woman. So, mm-hmm. shut up and just Yeah, get on with it. Come on. Yeah. The other um, one that I had was Amari uh, uh, Douglas, who was also in It's a Sin. Um, oh, okay. Let me just have a quick look. And there. if they were going to go the the Y chromosome route, or oh, whichever yes. one we have, then it would be it would be him. I think he'd be cool. I saw like some clips of him in It's a Sin, and I think he'd be he'd be perfect for it. But it's just like Russell to cast somebody that he's he already knows, like which yeah, makes exactly. sense. Like it's a safe bet for Doctor Who. I yeah, I think so. Sure, obviously Eccleston, they had done the Second Coming together, so they knew each other. Mm. And Tennant, they had done Casanova together. Yes. So yeah, I mean it, it makes, makes perfect sense. sense. And yeah. then yeah, I think basically if we look through it all as well, Moffat had done. I think it's the Ruby in the Smoke with Matt Smith. Mm, and sounds right. Peter Capaldi just hung around the BBC for 50 years, but he was like, hey, can I be in your show? <laughs> yeah, no worries. Come on in. Please, Come on in. can I be Doctor Who? Uh, and then they were I'm like, sorry, Chris I said Chimble, the C word would you like to be... Oh, who's this Jodie Whittaker person? Don't know. She's already in the TARDIS, though. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, basically. Oh. So, yeah, that was my news. Do you have anything, sir? Uh, I had a couple of bits. They're quite pop culture bits of... Oh, it's... Fake anticipate. Oh, because I was. What did we have? Uh, Evangeline Lilly is making headlines for all the wrong reasons. Um, oh, no. So, back at the start of the apocalypse, uh, she made a foolish statement, which she apologised for, which was, come on now, this is nonsense. I won't be locking my kids up and we won't be isolating and this is all silly and it's just the flu. She then apologised because she was like, all right, listen, I, I, I spoke without yeah, thinking. Lots of people have that opinion. Um, the weekend gone, she went to an anti-vax rally and likened it to being pro-choice. Oh my goodness. It was just, she was just like, yeah, vaccine mandates are completely, you know, against bodily sovereignty. And I'm just like, eventually, (sighs) this is not the hill to die on. So some of her Marvel stars have come out against her as well. Yeah. Uh, Simu Liu from uh, Shang-Chi and David Dasmalchian, who of course was in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Moss with her. Um, so, yeah, the realism highlight is like, we're two years in, get your shit together, humans. Yeah, um, my good. Stop having an opinion on things that you're wrong about. <laughs> frankly. Um, and oh, that's annoying. What else? Good news. Again, yes. pop culture. Everyone who loves Florence Pugh, and you should because she's yes. brilliant. She she's does her amazing. own TikTok channel where she cooks and just chats to you, and it's just nice. And her mm. new season, if you like, has just returned, and it's just lovely. Oh, so that's a recommend. Good in the news section. That's great. Grand. Yes. And <laughs> I have recommends as well. So let's go to the recommends. To the recommends. Uh, my first, well, my only recommend this week is All of Us Here Are Dead, or All of Us Are Dead. It's a new Korean series that's begun screening on oh, Netflix. Oh, the zombie one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, watched the first episode there last night. Definitely really enjoyed it. I was watching it with John, and we were sitting there going, like, if there's anything that we've learned from the last two years, it's like, yep, I completely accept how <laughs> slow some of these people are being. I completely accept how just, like, you know, you see someone who has clearly been bitten by a zombie, you're like, oh, do you need a plaster? Like, <laughs> yep, this is actually realistic. And there's one scene where basically a bunch of zombies break into a school cafeteria. And like, I'm just like, that scene's less realistic because you don't see people sitting there finishing their lunch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Uh, but it's really, really good. It's really tense. Couple of very strange order of scenes. Um, okay. Which, when you see it, I'll, I'll be able to... It's just like, whoa, that was a tonal shift. Mm-hmm. Well, um, like shift from comedy to... All the way around, extreme darkness into comedy, but it's the same character. Oh, that's strange. That's jarring. That's taking me out of the episode. But I mean, that's out of a 70-minute pilot. That was like, Mm. okay, that's one scene that I thought didn't work. So yeah, really, really uh, recommend that. What about yourself? That's pretty cool. Um, I've actually taken up one of your recommendations, which was to watch Euphoria. Are you okay? 
I'm okay. I don't have children, which is why I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I would not recommend watching this if you are of a nervous disposition and have children. Any combination of the of the above. Um, so it's incredible, though. It's so. It good. I'm only halfway through. No, I think I'm five episodes in to the first season. Um, it's so so good. It's so original. It's it's the definition of unapologetic. It's just like, mm-hmm. yep, this is life. This is get over it. Like this may not be. This isn't every teenager's life, but there are absolutely teenagers out there where this is happening right now. Um, it just makes me so grateful that I'm a not growing up in school where the internet was the thing that it is now. And mm. B, I don't currently have kids growing up in school where the internet is the thing it is now. Now I'm not saying it's going to be any better 15 years from now, but man, yeah, this show, it shows you the dark side of teenage life and um, pretty much everything that, that everything you dread as a parent, I guess. Yeah. But there is some, there's some hope to it and there is some, um, it's showing you stuff that's really important and it's just man I think that anybody that I say anybody that's like over 18 that has an opinion about teenagers should watch this because just stop having an opinion and watch the people that are going through it because mm. it's being a teenager is different for every teenager um, but yeah really really important but not for the faint of heart no absolutely not now I'm on to I'm on season two now I'm two episodes behind but I mean it is Yep, exactly the same. They haven't dipped in tone. Um, uh, Zendaya and Hunter Sheffer are both fantastic as the yeah. leads. Yeah, uh, Jules so, and Rue. So good. Um, then just and and the whole cast actually there there isn't a dud in the bunch. Mm. Um, there's there's ones I thoroughly dislike, but it's because they're playing really unlikable characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, plus our little Star Trek connection, Bruce Maddox from Star Trek Picard is. Uh, Jules's dad in Euphoria. Uh, oh, I don't think we've seen him yet. Okay, I think it'll be soon anyway if you haven't seen him yet. Uh, cool. Because he's in a good bit of season one. Got it. So. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen him yet. Uh, John Ames? Ailes? Yeah, uh, something Recognisable like from his big bushy beard. Oh, he still has the big bushy beard? He still has the big bushy beard. Nice. I, it's almost like they were being filmed simultaneous. <laughs> um, I recognise yeah, him from his really veiny face and eyeballs popping out of his skull. Oh, that too. You R. would R. kind of tend to remember these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually funny. Now, you already said it, but Zendaya, when season two was coming out, she said, enjoy Euphoria if you can. Basically, it's the first time I've seen somebody talking about a series going, enjoy it if you can. But remember, you don't have to watch this. Like, if you're not uh-huh. okay, you don't need to watch it. Because it is, it's not that it's always depressing, because it isn't, but it's heavy. Every second of this show is heavy. It's mm-hmm. not light watching in the background. No, it's not. It's all heavy stuff. But it's why it's it's good to have it in short runs as well. Um, mm. If you had, like, 13 episodes of this, you might just, no, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to watch TV ever again. But yeah, that was my recommend. Should we get into Scream? Alrighty, let's get into Scream. So, nice. Ian. Yes. What's Scream 5 about? And how does it tie into Screams 1, 2, 3, and 4? So, I have a mini update, and that is I have now Ooh. watched Scream 3. <laughs> Why are, what are you doing to yourself? Why are you? Okay. Okay. I have watched Scream 4, Scream 5, and now Scream 3. Scream 3 is one of the worst movies I have ever watched, ever. It is so bad. So, so bad. Um, the the acting is terrible. It may it convinced me that David Arquette is not a good actor. Um, uh, I was already suspicious, but Courtney Cox is also not a good actor. Um, Sydney is not in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it is. It's the loosest attempt at being meta that the entire franchise that I've seen so far attempts. Um, so it didn't help me inform my scream journey much at all, other than. So this is really cool. I managed to guess the killer, and I also guessed the backup killer before the script change. In five scream or three. three, sorry. In scream three. Oh, okay. So I guessed it was the director, and then I guessed that if it's not the director, it's going to be the girl that plays the lady that plays Sydney, um, and she was the original killer before they changed the script. Yeah, that makes it. Well, I mean, 
ensure yourself a career. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I should anyway. know that about the... Okay, but yeah. On to Roman. Scream 5. Yeah, Roman. On to Scream 5. I really like Scream 5. It's my favourite of the three that I've watched. By... It's not even close. Like, this is millions of miles ahead of um, of Scream 3 and 4 for me. Um, it's hard to do a synops- synopsis for this because they're all the same. So, a killer returns to Woodsboro, um, wants to kill Sydney and everything to do with her, and Dewey, Gail have divorced. They're drafted back in to find the killer by teenagers... Um, they find the killer and kill them. Why do you mean? That is, I didn't like it because it's a terrible movie. Uh, oh, okay. No, okay. So I, I, I hate giving <laughs> Give me reviews. Give me that, some more. Yeah, exactly. That, that's not a review. Um, so you're saying it's your favorite of Screams three, four, and five? Uh, yes. Part of me is going not hard. Uh, definitely, it's better than three. But then again, so is Stomach Flu. Um, I would actually put it under Scream 4 because Scream oh, 4 wow. at least had a slightly more original idea behind it. Mm. Um, so 4 is this, bottom of the pile for me. The, I, I even like 3 better than, than 4 but they're basically the same for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah and it, it, is, it is very, very close. I mean, when the good thing, if you like, is now obviously so everyone who's listening to this full spoilers so but through i mean you would have known it anyway because it gets mentioned in every film but scream 5 is the closest to being a direct sequel to scream Correct. out of all of them even though scream 2 is an excellent film mm-hmm. like it is this- it screams 1 and 2 50 yards of dog crap <laughs> and then it's yeah. 4 5 and 3 sort of live in this little oh. bubble so yeah, it definitely goes the um, it goes the route of Halloween twenty eighteen of ignoring all of said fifty yards of crap and going straight in with a sequel. But it doesn't it it knows that they exist. Sorry, it doesn't ignore them, but it's really picking up from and that's the whole motif is the reboot call. <laughs> yeah, there there was there was one gag that got a laugh out of me, and it's actually it's from filler dialogue. It's when Dewey's watching Gail on the news this morning and he goes to answer the door. And you know when you hear just... You hear her going, I had bangs, but don't worry, they had an intervention. Yeah. And I was like, oh that's goodness. a funny joke. That is a funny that's joke. That's like three? The, that's her hair yeah, in three. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, I mean, there's... She, she has many, many times Courtney Cox has come out and said, this was a bad idea. Yeah. This was a terrible idea. I'm sorry, yeah, that's, I did that's that. Grand. It's become a running joke. But also, let's um, just stop talking about her fucking appearance. <laughs> There's lots well, wrong be- with Scream it, 3. It, her well, hair no, is it, not it was one like of them. the defining thing. Tell me one other thing about Gale Weathers and Scream 3. Um, just, uh, just don't bring it up. <laughs> exactly. So, the, like, yeah. it's it's a shocking thing when the only thing you can remember of the character is her fringe. Yeah. Um. So... For me, this is the thinnest plot ever and the most... So I went to see this was uh, kind of... I'll say half, half-capacity theatre. Mm. And I sat there for the whole time and I felt the hands of the, fi- of the film grab me on either side and I was going to step away from the microphone for this one and go... Now, what Sean did there was actually so loud that it wasn't audible and was, um, frankly, painful. So, suffice to say, he wasn't happy with the joke. I see. We're going for subtlety like a brick to the face. But right. Isn't, okay. isn't that what Scream does? Watch one. Again, I know I keep saying yeah. this, but one and two did it clever. Mm. Three smells of we need to do this to keep the rights. Mm. Um, four... At least it tried something. It tried a turn on an idea, which was this reboot thing. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really work, but it tried. This didn't bother at all. Mm. This was, we have, uh, so, all right, characters. We have the niece and nephew of Randy Meeks, who uh, it was played by Jamie Kennedy. So he gets plenty of shout outs in this mm-hmm. one, which is nice. We got a returning character of his little sister from screen three. Uh, that yes. was a nice cameo. 
Yeah, I, um, and she's also in the Princess Diaries. Like, she's popped up a few times oh, in my it. last few weeks. She's that kind of actor, that kind of... I've seen her in lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah she was in The Devil's Advocate as well, of all films. <laughs> I really like that film. Um, and so um, their character traits are, we are Randy's niece and nephew. Oh, definitely. This is Randy's movie. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, sorry. It's Randy and Billy's movie. Yeah. I really like... So, like, the day before... Um, Skeet Ulrich, in fairness to him, he allowed the film to premiere first before posting a picture on Instagram. And then he went, hi, I'm in the movie. Yes. It's like, oh man, you could have given it another couple of weeks, but Give yeah, okay. Uh, so yes, Billy is in the movie. It's done through... Uh, I, I've I've seen less contrived ways of getting a character back from the dead. Well, he's not back from the dead. He appears in visions. And I've seen far worse ways of doing it. So, um, Except yeah. for the one thing where he full-on becomes a ghost and it influences the plot. Yes. <laughs> that was just like, um That's odd. No. What what? Okay, are we have we gone supernatural in this film? It felt like it um, for a second, didn't it? Oh my god, is this Scream's take on Jason Goes to Space? Oh my goodness. I think I'd rather watch that to be honest. Uh Yay, I'm breaking you. Um <laughs> So uh yeah, so it's not a massive reveal and I actually quite like this story thread which is that the lead girl whose name I have already forgotten. Um, um, this, sorry, I was just trying to get to the IMDb, but I'm being an absolute... Uh, Sam so, Carpenter. Gra- uh, Carpenter. Carpenter. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's like in their hands. That's fine. That's what this series does. So that, that doesn't bother me. Like Also, Billy Loomis, named after both Dr. Loomis of Halloween and Sam Loomis of Psycho, mm-hmm. um, which is where... Dr. Loomis got his name from on Halloween. Uh-huh. The meta continues. The meta, meta um, continues. Especially when you realise that Sam Carpenter's father is Billy Loomis, so her name is actually Sam Loomis. I like it. I do, and that <laughs> I, like. I like. it. That I like. Um, um, we've gone arse backwards. It, it tracks. Yeah, we've gone arse backwards a little bit. So, mm. Billy Loomis comes back as... Um, so, wait, do we know that Billy Loomis is Sam's... No, that's revealed to her, isn't it? That Billy Loomis no, is... Oh, no, she no, knows she this. Knew, she knows. She knows. We as the audience kind of figured it. So yes. when that first vision of him rocks up, we're like, well, that's slightly random. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, we um, we eventually find out that she is the product of an affair. And... Mm. Well, not an affair, but a high school pregnancy. That's a, that's a, that's a good point, yeah, because... So scream! I think they're all in high school. The kids in this are the age of Sydney and all yeah. in Scream mm-hmm. One. We're back to it being so, okay to kill teenagers. Oh yeah, of course yeah. Um, and so what else? We get our we get our opening attack of the film, mm-hmm. um, uh, which puts which was a good red herring because I thought, oh well, okay, she survived. She's the killer. Oh yeah, I thought that as well, and they 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 drift yeah. into that towards the end. So that was, I, I did like, fair, fair, given a shit sandwich here, we'll do positive, negative, positive, and there will be more negative than positive, <laughs> but there is positives in the film, there is. I liked um, the film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she, so I, there's a lot of, I mean, the whole point of the franchise is meta, so a lot of talk about how the Stab series, which of course is based on the Woodsboro murders, mm. has kind of stagnated out and it's just not good anymore. Nobody's listening to the fans. And I'm just like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's that's very meta. I get that. You know, where there's a lot of talk about this. There is, there is one line, though, that I struggled with this one. How can a fandom be toxic? It's just like, step off the soapbox. Yeah, go away. Yes, it can be, you ass. Uh, it's like when I get they take it because of the character, of it and it's not theirs. Yeah, because because of the character whose mouth they put that in, I get that it's supposed to be. Oh well, of course, a fandom can be toxic. It was just like that was more dropped in than anything else. Yeah, it's weird to make that the point of your movie. So the the motivation of the killer in this film is that the stab movies have gone have drifted so far into being shit that. He and the other killer, it's, it's mm. Jack Quaid is the killer. Um, it's Boimler, and we call it from the beginning. It does try, I will say, it does try and drop enough red herrings that it was just like, okay, mm. okay, I'm not entirely convinced. Okay, Tim, but it was always yeah, him. Right, it yeah. was always him. he was the easiest guessable killer, definitely. 
Um, so, so his goal is to remake, is to ha- have another stab movie, but make it good. <laughs> mm. And he's mm. giving them the the storyline to do it, and that's his motivation for killing everybody. That for me, that's the weakest part of the film. Is his motivation for being a killer is a bit dumb, but also I really liked his character throughout the whole film. I loved being his buddy. I loved everything he was saying. All of the well, yeah. <laughs> what's the address? Um, I'm not going to get stabbed Avenue. I'm not going there. I really wanted him to not be the killer and Mm. when he is it makes him hard to root for (laughs) well yeah and also there's no like in so no not jill from scream 4 um i was i was never rooting for her but i could kind of be like all right you're an uber bitch i get it you know that's grand the two in this certainly of the two killers he is the more engaging i can't remember Um, who the other killer was that's oh, to tell you an awful lot. The girl, about isn't it? it? It's the the emo girl. Yeah, and it was just she was just thoroughly unlikable throughout the film. So that when it's revealed, it was just like okay. And she's barely in it as well. Um, That's yeah. Like now there is there's there is a reveal in one of the first two films of a killer, and it's it's done quite well. And I'm just picking up on the last sentence you said. I don't want to say too much. Mm-hmm because uh, I don't want to spoil anything but it, that's done quite well so you can have a little seen face have a big impact mm. this did not no 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 it really didn't it wasn't impactful um, I there, there was a scene that I really really liked and it's when one of the characters I think it's um, Mindy is on the sofa watching a stab film and in the stab film, the person is on the sofa watching a horror film, and the killer is coming up behind the person on the film, and the person in the film is like, "No, look behind you!" As a stabber comes behind them, and then our scream stabber comes behind Mindy. It's so good. There's like four layers of, and just at the right sec, at the right second, she's like, "Oh, it's happening to me." <laughs> it's so uh- good. I'm not going to say anything. You're you're really you've put a smile on my face there. Watch Scream. Oh, okay. That's all I, okay, that's all I can say to that. It's uh-huh. but you've really put a smile. That's that's a happy smile on my face right now. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was like they definitely you could put that in any Scream movie. It has nothing to do with this one, but it's just a fun fun. Oh, they've already done it in Scream, haven't they? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, this isn't the first time they've made that joke, is it? Okay. <laughs> that might be why I like this film. Oh, that's fine. Because the, cause this is, like, this, as as much as it can, um, it does try and honour the mm. original Scream a lot. Like, as, as I said, it does certainly, it's, but it's definitely a sequel to 4, obviously, because you have Sheriff, her name escapes me, Judy. Judy. Sorry, Sheriff, Sheriff Judy. Judy, yeah, Sheriff Hicks. Um, and there is... So one of the scenes I really like, I was like, oh, I did not like this scene, comes around that. So there is, there's a bit of discussion in the house first of, you know, sequels with with, uh, decreasing returns. And you know it's aimed at Scream 4. Mm Mm-hmm. This entire oh, yeah. conversation is just like, yeah, it kind of goes, you know, they, it's all these bullshit sequels that no one cares about. And then it sort of pans around to Dylan Minnette's character of Wes, who is the son of Sheriff Judy, mm-hmm. having been introduced in Scream 4. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, we get it. And I think they said, yeah, you're safe. No one cares about the sequels. He was just like, ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which naturally then leads to a scene where, you know, Judy gets the the phone call from Ghostface yeah. and everything, um, and it's it's handy that absolutely no one ever looks outside their house ever ever in these films. No middle of no the need. day. Yeah, but sorry, no. The reason I didn't like this, so this is this is very meta. So uh, that character, Dylan Manette's character, is named Wes, mm-hmm. right? This is very obviously to honor Wes Craven, who yeah. passed away after he he originated the Scream mm-hmm. series, uh, and there is a scene where at a party they hold a toast to Wes yeah. and there's a lot of vocal cameos from people who have appeared throughout the series oh, and cool. it was it was designed as a toast to Wes Craven. Nice. Now the reason we're having a toast is because Wes 
is brutally and slowly stabbed through the throat and i thought i caught myself and i am a questionable human being and i went lads that was in poor taste it feels like it yeah i hadn't thought of that to be honest i was just like that's yeah if you're gonna um, yeah probably if you're gonna kill that character do it off screen or you yeah don't show it. or make it one stab or something or make it heroic yeah you know, he dies saving someone else you yeah, know he I, I just thought like he's just because he's such a da- this is actually nothing against the actor now uh who's quite good in a lot of things isn't he? but where's the character is such a damp squid oh, he really of is. a character yeah he's so um, ineffectual and then he is pinned against a wall and a knife is slowly pushed through his throat and then he's dead it's just like one thing that the Scream series is good for is that it doesn't tend to waste a lot of time on exploitative kills. No. It's no, not It doesn't Saw linger series. too much. Yeah, Saw lingers. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, even there's there's a couple of fairly, like, ah, mm. kills in this film, which are, again, it's sort of the way it's shot or thing. It's just like, grand, well, it's not too bad. And then, of course, there's other bits where it's just like, oh, no. Yeah. No, no. No, no, no. I can see your insides. Um, <laughs> but it's never a turkey baster down the throat. <laughs> it's never that bad. Frankly. <laughs> this came the closest to that, and I was just like, of all the characters. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to give your Wes character a big send-off, mm. this wasn't it. Yeah, make it a hero thing. I'd be interested to see how what he thought of it, like if he liked it or not. He may be into it. He may love that shit. He may be like, yeah, fuck it up. Uh, he's, he's, he's dead, Ian. Yeah, he he died after they made the, Scream 4. That's, yeah. Good. That's that was the point. Yeah, it's hypothetical. Uh, oh, so I was, I was like, you know, kind of like I was like, is this the episode where we bring the Ouija board in? Yeah, because we have really been meaning to bring the Ouija board into this podcast for a we while. We should probably now. save it for when we review Ouija, the film. <laughs> oh yeah, haven't seen the Ouija? first one. Second one's quite good though. Ah, haven't seen either. I'll, I'll watch the uh, third one when it comes out, and then the fourth. <laughs> And then I'll go back and watch one and two. I like this. You see, that's one thing I respect about you is you commit to a bit. I do. I'm, and I, I, I respect I'm that. I'm really stuck as to whether to watch one or two first. I think I have to watch two now and then one. I think I have to do it. You kind of need to, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think just, look, continue as you mean to go on. Yeah. Screw up a series. Um. So the, the crux of the film is based around um, uh, Sam Carpenter and Tara Carpenter. Tara is the younger sister who we see get stabbed at the beginning of the film, ends up in hospital, has a rocky relationship with um, Sam, who, when she found out who her real dad was through looking at a diary, um, basically went off the rails and left home and is also accidentally told her dad that she's not his daughter and that caused mm. him to leave as well um the parents were off screen for so much i assumed they were the killers and i think that was deliberate we we were they were one of the red herrings but yeah um yeah sam goes on a rampage to find out who knows about her past and why they're trying to kill everybody um that's pretty much the sum of it um and it's all in the service of redeeming Billy somehow. Like, I know his character isn't redeemed, but she has a psychosis of some sort. Um, and when she stops taking her meds, Billy appears to her in visions. And the idea is that there's a serial killer inside her as well that's waiting to come out. Um, and best line of the film, I think, is her big statement. Um, over I want to say the boy over Boimler. Yeah, when he's when she stabs him. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like that. It's cheesy as all hell, mm. but I liked that. But it's new rule for. Oh yeah, that was it. But it was that final after she's killed everyone. She looks in the mirror and Billy is there, and there's like this nod between them, and I'm like, okay, now you are trying to redeem his ghost and say that he wasn't. He wasn't all bad, and he couldn't control what he did. And he's actually quite a nice father figure. I was like, what message are you sending here? This is unreal. Like, stop taking your meds, and a serial killer that died will coach you on how to be a good person. What? That's the the main bit of the film I didn't like. The rest of it I liked. (laughs) That's fair as well. And and that leads us to that, that scene where she is... She's fighting with Boimler at the end and he kind of pins her down and they're sort of struggling 
to get a gun, but they kind of keep pushing it out of the way. And then through a frankly impossible visual angle. Mm. Uh, so a knife has been pushed under the curtains, yeah. right? She can't see it, but what she can see is the mirror, which shows Billy's reflection nodding at the knife. So it's just like, does Billy come back to life in this scene? Like, <laughs> I, is he a ghost? I suppose if Billy in the reflection can see the knife from that angle, it means that she can see it in the reflection of the mirror as well. So oh, okay. she can see it in the mirror, but her brain manifests that as... So Billy is the mirror telling her where the knife is. It is mirror, mirror on the well, wall. Literally, uh, it's a stretch, but it it is a stretch. Fine. But there, it, it does lead to that one. I, I, well, I mean, there is actually. Sorry, in fairness, there's quite a few awesome shots in this film. Mm. I will start to say some nice things eventually. But there, <laughs> there is some awesome shots in this film, and one is where, it, it in a deliciously fucked up series of events, you have Sydney, you have Gale, and you have Sam. Mm-hmm. standing in a sort of a badass trio over Boimler. Yeah. And that, to me, is very symbolic of it's Sidney, Gale, and Loomis, and Billy. Yeah. They've they've teamed up. Because, you know, like in any kind of good hero-villain thing, give it long enough and they'll have to team up for some reason or other. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And obviously you can't, I mean, depending on how corporeal your reflection ghost is, you can't really have <laughs> Billy join that trio but you can have him in the character of Sam yeah. and I actually really liked that I did like that um, and well, there's there some good dialogue yeah sorry go jump, on go no on. jumping off of that I think that Sydney and Gail are actually used the perfect amount in this film like they're not yeah. overdone they don't overshadow anything it's very much Sam Carpenter's film um, and they swoop in to kind of assist at the end but they're almost the audience kind of watching as it goes like one of the killers uh, Amber run, runs out and is like clutching her stabbed leg, and then it's like, "What do you think? Genuine?" And she's like, "Nah," and just like shoot her based on nothing other than they know they're in a film. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I love that you're you're dead right. The, the one thing that annoyed me in that is Amber gets off a shot and hits Scale. I'm just like, uh, oh, I, all right, so Gale's, Gale's not going to do an awful lot in this scene then, is she? Yeah, you saw it coming and still got shot. Oh, how? Yeah, a little bit annoying. Little, that, it was only, and to be honest, it was only niggly annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because I think, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. They're used to perfect amount. Mm-hmm. And also, the reasons they come back work. Yes, totally agree. Because that that's that's a challenge, like... I mean, you literally have Sydney say on the phone to Dewey, it's like, I'm never stepping foot in that town again. So you're kind of like, well, you've just kind of set the bar. Yeah. And the way they get her back, I think, is like, all right, yeah, I'm, I, I buy that, that's I mean, fine. She has a family and kids. Like, there's no reason she's coming back. This killer isn't even after Sydney. Um, but the way they bring... So let's go on to the way they bring her back. The huge, so, huge, maybe upset slash shock of this film is that finally Dewey dies... <laughs> I mean, the man is a human pincushion. He is. The fact that he survived as long as he did <laughs> is... And there's a couple of good jokes about it. He's like, yes. I've got... What does he say? I've got permanent nerve damage yeah. and a funny little limp. I am not getting involved. <laughs> and he has that limp in three that I noticed, which I think almost disappears in four, but comes back for this it one. It does almost disappear. I did notice. Mm. I think it was obviously just David Arquette was just like, can I not do this, please? please. I've healed. I was like, yeah. Yeah, the permanent nerve damage. I was like, I'm not going back. Definitely not. Um... So yeah, they um, and he gets killed brutally, gets stabbed a mm. lot, um, murdered, as it were. And it is. It's how did you feel it, um, as somebody who's watched all four, five? As someone who's watched all four, so I was when I walked out of the cinema, I was honestly so fucked off at that point mm. that I was just like, I feel nothing for any of those deaths. So this is what I mean. I've stewed on. It's just like, be fair, be fair. It was. One of them had to bite the dust. Yeah, hundreds for this film and to be remembered. It kind they kind of did because it was a criticism of Scream Four mm. that they were just like, oh, "Hang on, are these three indestructible at yeah. this point?" Um, and it's not that I was rooting for any of them to die, and I certainly am glad it wasn't Sydney. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had to be Gale or Dewey, and Gale came the closest to dying, I think, in Scream Four, yeah. uh, in the barn, and the rest was like, "No, no, she's fine." I was like, "Okay," and even in this, she's been shot like. All three of them 
they should be teaching Krav Maga or something. Like they can take a shot and a knife or whatever. Like, oh fair. But yeah, but when three and four is ridiculous for Sydney because in three, I know she gets she's wearing a bulletproof jacket, but she gets all kinds of stabbed. In four, she gets stabbed in the stomach. Um, yeah. like she's basically indestructible. I think she's stabbed in the stomach here as well, or definitely abdomen region yeah, somewhere. Um, and in fact, I think she gets the least amount of injury in Scream 1. Yeah, I think so. Um, and... I mean, sorry, I don't know. I thought you meant um, in this film. Um, I have no yeah, idea gotcha, about yeah. <laughs> Um But there is... The, so, I mean, it's impossible to avoid this spoiler because the entire third act is set in Stu Mocker's house. So, mm. yeah, the two killers of Scream are Billy Loomis and Stu Mocker. Now, Stu doesn't appear in this film. Um, I don't even think in any archive footage or photos or anything. So, but this set, the house that they're in is the house from, as in it, it is the house from Scream 1. It's the same yeah. physical house. Oh, that's they awesome. just, it was, it's a house in the country. They just went out and oh, renovated cool. it. Um, so that was cool. I was listening to, um, everyone will know that I'm a big fan of the Dead Meat podcast and series. They did it. They actually were put up by Paramount overnight in the house and they were walking around going like this is weird That's this really cool. is the house from Scream like because they, they actually made the point of it so, happens so often in the making of films that the outside and inside are two totally different places oh yeah for sure Yeah, it, because they'd be sets or whatever they're just like mm. no this is weird like they just filmed in this house which makes it so so that's cool so in terms of continuity I have to say it's really really cool so when you eventually do get to watching Scream 1 you will be like you know Oh no! Wait, that's the house from Scream Five. Yeah. Like that's, that's so that cool. is cool in that's that respect. Um, and in Scream, it is owned by one of the killers. Mm. Uh, so that pl- that comes into play here. So Amber says her family bought this house, and as soon as she realised what it was, that was like a click in her head. It turned on her inner psycho. Yeah, that's so dumb. That's what yeah. turned her into a killer. Uh, Amber is completely <laughs> superfluous in this film. Yeah. Um, you need two killers like, unless it's three. That was it. I think it, that's it. Yeah, sorry. I, I misheard you, but I know what you mean now. Scream 3 only has one killer. And in fairness, that's been the most different yeah. of all of them. Um, oh, sorry. Here's something I only picked up in the uh, little uh, online squiggly bits. So Scream 4, Hayden Panettiere's character, mm-hmm. Kirby, yeah. is stabbed in the stomach and that's the end mm-hmm. you see of her. But Wes Craven said, oh, no, 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 I count her as a survivor. So on this, it's slightly dark. Um, So I mentioned Dead Meat because they cameo in the film. They are the YouTube hosts that um, Billy's watching. So it's called a a different, it's called Film Facts or something. And they're like, like ridiculously like fandom menacey. Oh, this film is terrible. This film is shit. Whereas they're so not like that. Uh, But the thumbnails along the side are, one is... Woodsboro survivor Kirby speaks out, <gasps> but then one underneath it says "missing person Kirby." Oh, like, no. oh no, that's like I totally missed that. I was like, what a you, like in fairness, you wouldn't wow. unless it was just like, "Hey, hey, did you see this. that?" So I only got it. From, that's so yeah. cool. Oh man, she was my favorite part of Scream Four by oh, a completely. long She's way. Brilliant. She's great. Yeah. <sighs> so if and if and when they do Scream Six, which they It'll will. Be the killer. Uh, maybe she'll be back for the <laughs> maybe yeah uh-huh. uh, maybe she'll be back for yeah. that um, but Dewey yeah I mean I've always liked Dewey's a character uh, um, but <laughs> I no. think I went into this film going fair yeah <laughs> I went into this film going one of them's biting the yeah. money and the amount of screen time he's getting mm-hmm. it's gonna it's be him, him. One, of, one of two things is gonna happen he dies or he's the killer um, I was begging for him to be the killer um, I th- I felt it might have been a thing for because, yeah, like, especially when poor old Sheriff Judy bit the bullet, and we know that he's been asked to retire from the police yeah, force and everything. Like that's enough to hit like, that and the divorce, and um, you could have spun that in a way where he's like, well, I may as well go out in a blaze of glory. Blaze of glory. Um, it's no more stupid than Amber Amber's parents buying a house and that turning her into a killer. Yeah, kind of like. Oh, we found each other on the subreddits for stuff. Oh my goodness! No, no I'm not, not. Sorry, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it happens all the time. On what? I am a serial killer subreddit. Yeah. There's, there's no actual humans there either. <laughs> no. Um, that I think that's a callback to Scream Two, mm. 
but I'm not confident enough on that to expand on that okay, point. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, Dewey... Um, David Arquette does he's great with what he's given in this, in this movie. Much, much better yeah. than 3 and 4, definitely. I thought, uh, because of course, talking about the two of them, I thought Gail, her performance in this one, Courtney Cox, was much more subdued than it has been yes. in the series. And I liked that. There was a kind of a maturing. Mm-hmm. Finally, a after bit. 30 years, yeah. there's some maturity to the character. Yeah. It actually is like Ian. I remember when Scream came out. I obviously didn't see it in the cinema. I was eight. Yes, but I remember when that came out. Like, we actually are pushing thirty years. Like, thirty years. Yeah. Oh no! And that was the film, the big film of the nineties that reinvented the genre. Mm-hmm. Thirty freaking years ago. The nineties was a long time ago, my friend. <laughs> uh, I know. We're. What is it? We're closer to twenty fifty. Did than you we stop are it with those comparisons? Enough. I will not. Stop it. I will not. Stop it. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I I do like them. But one of the best lines of the film is spoken by Sydney. Do you know the one I'm thinking of? I know. Um, they're on the phone and Dewey goes, do you have a gun? She says, I'm Sydney Prescott, of course. <laughs> yes, no, that's true. It was in the trailer like, as well. Yes. Like, yeah. I have to acknowledge that. Of course I have a gun. Fuck wit. Um, that's actually the dumbest bit of Scream 3 is that the movie ends with her not turning on her security system and leaving all the doors open I was like great I know. <laughs> cool oh. just because I'm a survivor you, I'm moving on yeah just because you've decided to rejoin the world doesn't mean there's not still people that want to kill you you've three movies at this point Sydney you're not paranoid if know. somebody is following you <laughs> yeah um, like you know the film It Follows that is literally her life yes. story <laughs> Uh, uh, who um, else is in this movie um, that they waste? Who else in this movie? So the other characters, what do we have? We have there's no oh, one else. Um, not really. I can't remember her name, but uh, the girl. There's a little red herring given in the girlfriend of uh, Mindy's brother. I'm, I'm actually kicking myself for. I can't uh, remember Mackenzie, the nephew. Is that uh, the one that was with so, Chad Meeks Martin? Chad Meeks, yeah. thank you. And actually, I'm kicking myself for forgetting his name because he's probably my favourite of the kids. Yeah, Mason Gooding. He was good. I liked him. He was entertaining. And he was very self-aware. He was yeah. like, nope, not doing this. Um, I don't, do you know yeah. No, my favourite bit of the movie was... And it's... I mean, Jack Quaid is wasted in this film because he's the killer. If they'd kept him as the goofy sidekick, it would have been great. And it's when he's going down to the basement to get more beer and he's talking to the horror expert, Mindy... And he's yeah. like, I'm just going to go downstairs to get a beer. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. Because no, that's where the killer is. You don't get down there alone. And she's like, yep, you're learning. And he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, that's cool. And I that scene works great if he isn't the killer. But because he is the killer, it's like, oh, he's doing that because he knows he's safe. A bit like, I wouldn't, let, let's pretend for a second he's a, a victim and it's not that I want him to have an off-screen death, but a great guy would have been, oh, 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 she goes, oh, he's so dead. And the next time someone has to escape through the basement or something, it's just yes, his body in the corner. totally. Yeah, I would have liked uh, that. It's, do you know what it is? That is because one of the things I raged about Halloween Kills was Lonnie going, I'm going to take on Michael by myself. And they just don't bother showing <sighs> his death scene. This would have been at least a gag yeah. in not showing a death scene. At least you would have gone like, Oh, okay, Possibly, well, yeah. Yeah, well, right, Grant, Grant. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But yeah, my biggest problem with Scream is that it's trying to laugh at the horror franchise, but still is the horror franchise that it's trying to laugh at. With the later films, like even, even this one. Yeah. It's. So, the, the reason, like, the, in fairness, the idea behind the whole franchise is fantastic. And in some respect, each of the films, yes, even three, uh, have managed yeah. to take the camera and point it back in Mm. on the franchise the problem with scream is that it's become a victim of its own success Mm. it did it so well in one and two because two discusses horror sequels Mm -hmm. the problem is that once you've done that it's done yeah you've done sequels haven't you everything else is a sequel yeah regardless of how you look at it like it genuinely scream six needs to go to space or it needs to bring in Michael Myers. Like, it needs to do a Freddy versus Jason. Crossovers. It needs to do a crossover. Yeah, that's the only thing it hasn't really hit upon. 
I wonder, I mean, like, I wonder, here we are breaking the story now. So um, I just want to check because who owns this now? Is it Spyglass Entertainment, I think? Uh, sorry, Paramount. I mean, if it took um, a pop at the it, Marvel, at MCU, like crossovers, alternate universes and whatnot, that's probably the only place it can go next. And also means you can bring back whoever you yeah. want. Um, because I know there was... No, it, it, they never did it in the Scream series because with the possible exception of Ghost Dad uh, and Ghost Mom, actually, Scream 3, um, yeah, oh it has God. rooted itself more or less... Oh my God, I'm not even going to... <sighs> Uh, it has rooted itself more or less in no no this is as hyper realism as it yeah. is it's still straight realism yes. like you know he has a knife if you get stabbed it's gonna hurt yeah and because it's you a know. different killer each um, time he is mortal yeah or she is mortal yes exactly. I I actually one thing I think they missed a trick on in this one uh, which I think I, I think it would have strengthened the film for it would be if Dewey did kill and unmask that killer in the hospital yeah i think that would have been really clever because that you, your movie's still not over you still you know there's two killers yeah. but then you're like oh my god we're dealing with the shock of because especially we it, have no idea how these two know yeah, each other especially if it's amber because the reveal for her later isn't yeah. too special so just do it then and it makes you feel a bit better because that's what you that's the first thing you would do is shoot the killer and unmask them perhaps not in that order but yeah maybe in that order I, I, I did think that Dewey, of all people, yeah. the fact that Dewey didn't put a bullet in the killer's face during that, I just thought, I, I get it, you have to kill off. But like, you could do that and kill kill Amber yeah. uh, and then your movie takes a breather. Mm. You know, not funeral maybe, but coroner or something. Yeah. And then you just get Dewey when he goes yeah. home. That would be great. Like you he know, survived, like, but then dies on his own. Yeah. Because you won't see it coming. No, that's true. Um, now, hindsight's 2020, but... 2021. I was... Ah, oh, 22! <laughs> ah, I love it. This is the joke that keeps on giving. Um, but, right. Good things. Good things about the film, Sean. Um, loved that they brought back the Schumacher house. I, I really <laughs> liked that for a kind of a full circle thing. Uh, really liked um, Heather Mazzarato returning as... Randy's sister. Uh, I think the three the the three survivors are like Sydney, Gail, and Dewey. Liked what they did with them in this film. Um, I like where they ended up with Sam Carpenter. Um, um, I guess didn't didn't love her throughout the film. Hmm. Um, and I have to say, oh, it's it's easy for me sitting on a podcast to say this and. Everyone in the film is a very nice person who was doing their best acting wise, but Tara did nothing for no, me. No, not really. Um, no. You could have offed her, and it would have been like, your film is better for yeah. it. No, I'm never attached to any of these people. But no, she was irritating, if nothing else. A bit, and, you know, kind of. She just became your. Well, the film's got. No, no, this is my nice part of the film. Uh, Boimler is very good. Not given enough to do, yep. but I, reala- I realise Jack Wade Jack has Wade's a name, and I realise he. Uh, but he's boiler to me. He's um, ah! <laughs> or Huey. Big fan of the boys Huey, as well. Yeah, boys is good. Um, that's kind um, of all I have to say. I enjoyed it right up until the finale. And then I enjoyed how they finished finished it. But the whole reveal and unmasking of the plan and whatnot, that yeah, didn't do it for me. But it's the hardest bit to pull off in a Scream film, for sure. There was... I... Well, uh, Boimler, he wasn't crazy enough for the line "What about my ending to land?" Oh, correct. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. Because he, he's either putting on a really I convincing just, front for the entire film, or you're trying to distract us from him being the killer, and it felt more like the latter. A bit. Uh, um. But then that led to a line. Well, you forgot the number one rule. Sigh. We're on screen five. Yeah. It's not the number one rule. But yeah, okay. go ahead. What's what's your rule? Don't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. And she goes to town yeah. on him. And in fairness, Sydney and Gail, normally it's shot in the head yeah. or, or, or whatnot. No, no. I suppose in this scene, Billy Loomis is very much alive again. Yeah. She's letting the... S- and that I, I, I did She's like letting that. the serial killer out, for sure. The Hulk yeah. comes to visit. Um, yeah, um, that's all for me, dude. To be honest, I haven't got much to add on on that. I'm, 
I, I really wish it was a better film. I really do, because Scream 4 was fine. Scream 3 is dreadful. Uh, and Screams 1 and 2 are great. And enough time had gone by as well. Now, but... So, in fairness to the movie, um, there was so much going on. This got completely swallowed up in the Weinstein scandal. Because the Weinsteins, they were the owners of the Scream franchise. Yeah. for oh, Right up until Scream 4. Mm-hmm. That all came out... Because that was like 2011. Uh, Scream 4, which is bonkers. Yeah, that it was insane. that long. Um, and... So, like, it's not like they were working on this for 10 years. No, no, no. no. Um, and I just, sorry, just double check. Genie, oh my God, yeah. Oh, Ian, I saw Scream 4 in the cinema. Oh, bless you. How How is that 2011? Anyway. Uh, anyway. So, um, <laughs> moving on. Um, so there was all that going on in the meantime. Obviously, the death of Wes Craven. Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream 1, 2, and 4, uh, was not involved, initially not involved in this at all, to the point I was just reading an interview there. He was just like, well, they never asked me. That's so strange, that would be why. But that was in the early days. That then that then turned around, and he kind of, he didn't write the film, but he gave uh, consulting credits on okay. it, on the condition the film is dedicated to Wes Craven, yeah, which it is. no-brainer. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I, I think my vitriol for it will fade. It'll yeah. just become another sequel. I think so um, I think you were so hopeful that it was going to be a pro, especially when you call it scream instead of scream five, you're kind of hoping yeah. it's going to be something. And that's just a nod to Halloween. That's all that is. It is. And that whole bloody movement of, well, like Friday, even going back a go bit, Friday the 13th did it. Well, I mean, all of that spate of uh, remakes, some of which, in fairness, actually, sorry, Friday the 13th the remake is not awful. <laughs> it's lovely, uh, will lovely compliment, isn't it? Not bad. Not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and it was, I did, I did see, now, nothing against Paramount or Spyglass here, but there was rumours for that Bloomhouse we're going to take over. And Bloomhouse, I mean, people at this stage, I'm not saying every film is gold. They really aren't. Mm. But they care about oh, horror. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Like, they would... I, I trust them with this, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> um, now, I want to run through very quickly um, just a list of the names that appear in this film in some form or another, which are callbacks to previous films, right? Okay. So this is behind-the-scenes stuff, right? So... I've already said uh, about the Dead Meat channel, so that was lots of fun. Um, Hayden Panettiere, um, so we know yeah, that. that was um, um, oh, she gets a special thanks to the credits. Okay, so um, Jamie... Uh, oh, it's gone right out of my head now. Anyway, yeah, Randy from Scream doesn't appear himself, <laughs> but his character is played in the stab film on the TV, which I thought was quite... Jamie Kennedy, sorry. And that was... Oh, no, sorry. I want to talk about this picture of him in the house. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. he does appear in a picture. Um, now, this one is cool. Vocal cameos in the film. Matthew Lillard um, as one of the ghost faces in Stab 8. He is from an early... He is he is Stu Mocker from Scream. Drew Barrymore as a school principal. Um, <laughs> That's cool. Oh, nice. Sorry, I've just noticed Lillard Panettiere, Jamie Kennedy, Henry Winkler, who was in Scream 1, and Adam Brody from Scream 4 are several cast members as partygoers who participate in the Toast for Wes. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, that is cool, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we are... Oh, vocal cameos then. So, the directors of the film. Uh, Wes Craven's widow. Oh, uh, nice. Bunker, Screenwriter Kevin Williamson. Previous composer Marco Beltrami. Previous editor Patrick Lucier and uh, previous co-producers. So kind of their legacy, uh, Julie Plex, sorry, legacy uh, crew. Uh, Barrymore additionally appears as uh, Casey Becker in archive audio from Scream, uh, alongside Heather Graham, who played her character in the Stab movie in Scream 2. Uh, this is this is actually gas. Um, and then there was an episode of Dawson's Creek called The Scare, which is shown in this that was written by Kevin Williamson so Joshua Jackson Scott Foley uh, both appear in that and Roman that's uh, awesome from Scream 2 oh no sorry no Joshua Jackson is in Scream 2 sorry yeah so Roman from Scream 3 is in repurposed footage and 
Also, Michael Myers makes a cameo because, of course, he does. Of course, he does. Why wouldn't um, he? <laughs> so yeah, so sorry. Like Man, that is really kind of like John. Are you just reading out the yeah. cast here? But it's just like it was cool. It was just like here, look. It's just a this film is just a big massive. Here you go, screen franchise. They really tried. This didn't is they, by, to get everyone in there. They really did. Uh, by no means is this a good film, but I like. At least it. it seems to care. I liked it, but again, my only comparison is three and four at the minute. That doesn't say much. It does not say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry you didn't like but, it, Sean. I do apologise on behalf of the people that made the movie. Um, I, I take full responsibility. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll one day actually talk about Scream 1. <laughs> one, one, one day. One day. Um, but uh, it is not this no, day. not today. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our latest episode of the podcast. If you want to stay in touch and stay up to date with us, you can catch us over on Twitter at EnglishIrishGTM. Ian, if people want to reach out to you and find out who slash where slash what you are, where do they find you? If you want to touch me, it's at Whitsin. That's W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. I was fortunate enough to touch this man during the year. Gross. Speaking of plugs, uh, you can catch me at Sean Ferrick on Twitter as well. Uh, you're all awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.